It's contagious, bruh. Like, it's really fucking contagious. It's contagious. Oh, yeah, that is uh, Jarvis Landry. Of course, Less referring to our uh, latest measles outbreak in uh, the greater Midwest area. Um, you know, just a public health announcement from Jarvis there. Uh, welcome in, guys. We are the South Lot Football Guys. Um, coming at you again here today. We are here to talk to you about the AFC North today. I'm sitting here with uh, my co-hosts. I've got Robbie Larson on my left. I've got Adam Sidek straight across from me here. Guys, how we doing? The measles. Yeah, you know, public health notice from Jarvis Landry. That's what he's here for. The measles is spreading up to Buffalo, too, I hear. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> Dropping hot albums. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, guys, we are going to be covering the AFC North here. Um, make sure you guys follow us on Snapchat and Twitter. Our handles for both of those are the SL Football. Um, like I said, we're going to touch the AFC North here, and then we're going to get on to our on-the-clock question of the day, which is our fun segment where you guys get to know us a little bit better. But without further ado, let's jump into the division. Uh, Adam, we're starting with the Bengals. Uh, why don't you take it away? Okay, Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, last year, they went 6-10. and 10. Um, They fired, well, mid-season, they made the, the wise decision to hire Hugh Jackson, you know, who just got fired from the bank, or the Browns. Uh, yeah, and I think it the point where they fired uh, Bill Azer, their offensive coordinator, uh, they were five or four and two. They ended up six and ten with uh, Hugh Jackson. So uh, obviously, uh, <laughs> they weren't the smartest move there to hire a guy that is just one of the worst coaches in the league. Uh, so this year they got a whole new staff in, uh, headed by Zach Taylor, who was the offensive coordinator for the L.A. Rams. So if you uh, if you know Sean McVay whatsoever, you're going to get a head coaching position. It seems like um, I don't. He could be a head coach, a good head coach. Um, as far as like some of their offseason losses, they didn't really have, they really didn't have too many things going on this offseason. They lost Tyler Croft, uh, Vontez Perfect finally got out of town, and Pac Man Jones. So they they lost a little bit of thug on the back end, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's uh it, it's gonna be fine. Probably some fresh blood. Yeah. Um, this year, uh, unfortunately, Jonah Williams, their tackle they drafted out of Alabama, a really good, really good tackle prospect. Uh, he's gonna be out for the year. Uh, he tore his labrum. Um, drafted a tight end named Drew Sample in the second round. Fun, fun last name there. Uh, and then they added uh, John John Miller guard, sort of replace um, Chris Bowling, who just retired this week actually due to health reasons. It was a two year starter for them. But uh, I don't know, what guys. What do you think about this team? I'll get into. I, I sort of got a hot take about the Bengals, so I'll, I'll let you guys start off. Save the fire for the for the end. Sure. So. Um... I still think there's there's a lot of offensive firepower left on this team. Um, obviously, the quarterback play has been kind of middle of the road uh, to back end. For the last couple of years, there was a period there where um, the Red Rifle was uh, really slinging it. And, um, you know, he had a couple really solid seasons. But, you know, of late, it's just kind of been middle of the road to kind of bottom third of the league quarterback play. But um, the skill positions are there. I mean, you're looking at... Um, A.J. Green and the um, man that really emerged last year, uh, Tyler Boyd, on the outsides. Um, two very good playmakers. I There are people that think uh, A.J. Green is a little bit uh, past his prime here. I, th I still think he has a couple good seasons left in him. Uh, and then at the tailback position, um, one of the guys that I think, and I know, Adam, you agree, is one of the more dynamic rushers in the game, uh, Joe Mixon. Why don't you talk a little bit about him? Oh, jumping Joe Mixon. Uh, it, not... 
just did my rankings and I have him number three overall. Possibly Ooh. moving him up to number two. Wow. Okay. I don't, you, you just look after you, the clip bowling. Yeah. You, I mean, you just look at his year last year. Um, you know, he had to work with Jeff Driscoll second half of the year in games where they had a bad bad game script, and he ended up leading the AFC in rushing. Um, and he's 22 years old. He's got all the all the talent in the world. You watch him make juke moves in in, in the middle in the middle of the lane, like on safety's blitz, and like I don't think anybody else in the league could make some of the moves he makes. Uh, really evasive, go uh, downhill runner. Um, very very skilled guy that can catch the ball too. I I I have a. Uh, I think Joe Mixon's worth, and and it's gonna gonna prove that he's first round material and high first round material. Yeah, Robbie, what are your thoughts? Um, well, for me, just in general, um, kind of, I guess this also helps out to a little bit to Joe Mixon's case. They they were a pretty beat up team, especially second half of the season, um, which kind of got them to that six and ten record. Um, I mean, I think people kind of forget they started off four and one. Um, good victories too uh, against the Colts, Ravens, squeaked one out again in in Atlanta. Um, this is they were up in the, in the last a, minute against the Steelers in that game, go to five one too. Yep, yeah, and they're a good team. They got kind of got hit with the injury bug. Um, like noticeable one would be AJ Green, um, and with him back, he's extra um, force on the offense. Um, he'll make Tyler Boyd be better. Um, he'll make Joe Mixon be better by being out there. Um, just improves the whole offense. And they're what they're going with Driscoll at the end of the season. Oh, Andy Driscoll. Dalton, oh Driscoll. Oh, Driscoll. This feud, Dutch. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, I, I expect a big jump from uh, what you saw at the end of the year last year. It seems like a lot of people are just sleeping on the Bengals in general to me. Mm-hmm. And I I completely agree. I. I have them as my my highest rated bet, most conviction, ten out of ten for the over on this team. Uh, we'll get into the betting aspect of it at the end, but I like everything everything you said. Yeah, the team was beat up last year. I need Dalton went down, AJ Green went down, Billy Price went down, and their talented rookie center. Um, you know, I I love their secondary. William Jackson the third, Jesse Bates the third. You got Drake Kirkpatrick. Um, and then up front, you got Geno Atkins, Carlos Dunlap. They, they they got a good defense. Uh, maybe a little weak at the linebacker position, but uh, I think on on offense with Joe Mixon, AJ Green, Tyler Boyd, whatever you got left to Tyler Eifert. I don't know if he's he's walking or he's, Might have he's always hurt. But he, yeah. He's got the walker, but no, I I just I just with think Delaney this team walker. Is, yeah, That's, that one's <laughs> that a little broken too. He, 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 <laughs> he might he might not play. Uh, no, I, I just think I just think this team's especially on offense is destined for a vast improvement. Um, you know, Marvin Lewis, old school coach, been in year, been in the same team for 16 years. They bring in a guy, high powered offense from the Rams. And uh, we don't know what Jack. Yeah. Yeah. I, like no one knows yeah, what it, kind of system he's going to run. Um, this guy's never called plays before. Um, he literally just knew Sean McVay. So um, I almost think that could kind of be a positive too. Like mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know that a lot of people know I think what to it expect. Is um, be interesting to see. One thing I want to talk to you about, though, um, with regards to the Bengals, is I kind of feel like the identity on the defensive side of the ball was Vontez Perfect, um, just because you know he's he's really the most in the public eye, and he's probably the most controversial player on that defense, just from his uh, history of you know unsportsmanlike conduct, penalties, and unnecessary roughness type 
plays, but kind of an old-school uh, thumper linebacker. What do you see as the identity of that defense now? I think it's their secondary. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they got they got some hitters back there. Jesse Bates, he was a rookie free safety last year, big-time hitter. And then uh, the two corners, Dre Kirkpatrick and William Jackson III. William Jackson III is one of the best corners in the league. Very underrated. Uh, yeah, that, that that mixed with a you know decent pass rush, especially up the middle. I I, I think this defense could be all right. I'm not I'm not seeing this defense top ten unit whatsoever, but um, mixed with an offense that has pretty good upside because the talent's there. Um, you, you're just wondering you know how much of an improvement Zach Taylor is going to be over Marvin Lewis yeah. offense or Hugh Jackson offense, whatever the hell they ran last year. So, in private conversations you and I have had, I've heard you make the case that this team could be the uh, team to come out of the AFC North and win the division. What needs to go right in order for that to happen? I mean, the reason why I have them is such a, you know, lock for the over at six and a half wins is I I just don't see a lot needing to go right. Andy Dalton, you know, the last, like, 14 games he's played, he's had unbelievable stats. He's, like, 25 touchdowns, like, seven seven interceptions. Uh, I... And he's been working with, you know, two different offense coordinators over the last two years. Um, I I think if he – he just needs to be steady. Joe Mixon, I, best, best running back in the AFC, my opinion. And then you got A.J. Green, Tyler Boyd on the outside, a decent, young, improving offensive line. This, this offense could be a top-five offense, especially with a young mind like Zach Taylor. If he, if he has a, anything close to what Sean McVay did, I think this team could be a 10-win team. Easy, easy. Playing a last-place schedule, too. Robbie, I'm going to turn it over to you. What are your thoughts I mean, I on I think it team? helps with them that so many people are just sleeping on them. you got Browns. Everybody's just loving the Browns right now because they um, basically uh, um, seem like at least people are saying they duped Gettleman and like that trade. And Steelers, I think I heard Juju come out a week or so ago and say, like, oh, it's okay. Everybody's sleeping on us, even though there's Steelers. Nobody ever really sleeps on them because they're always good. Um, I think this is a team that could really, um, yeah, use use that to the advantage, have a little chip on their shoulder, and um, be able to claw their way up to the top spot. Um, a lot of these other um, AFC North teams uh, will get to them, but I think they've kind of lost step um, from last year as where the Bengals, I see, they, they took a step up. Okay. On a couple. Guys, anything else to add on the Bengals? Draft Joe Mixon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know about number three though. Oh, yeah. It seems a little hot. I mean, you give you give him a little bit better of an offense. I think he can you can pass the ball too. And I th- I think he's his his receiving numbers are going to double in this new offense. Yeah, okay. You can, still got Gio Bernard back there, yeah. um, who's handled a lot of the passing. And he's How old is Joe Gio Mixon? He's got Bernard's a, old. Yeah. Gio's been around for a while. Twenty thirty, right? Twenty eight. Really? Okay. I would have Nine thought he's older. Idea. I have no idea. <laughs> uh, we will fact check this um, because he is uh, 27. Oh, Whoa! Young man. Oh, that is an old 27, though. <laughs> wow. All right, guys. Um, well, let's transition over then to uh, their neighbor to the north, the Cleveland Browns. Robbie, what do you got for us on the Browns? So the other Ohio team, you got Freddie Kitchens, who ended up ended that uh, season for the Browns uh, pretty well, um, and that and he was held on as their um, head coach for the for this upcoming year. Um, added Steve Wilkes to take over D coordinator. Um, this team, uh, the big 
what a lot of what people are saying is just raving about this offense. Baker, Baker mania, um, everything that's going on there. They, they were able to trade get Odell Beckham. They've got a just absolutely stacked offense with Beckham, Landry, getting that LSU reconnection right there. Uh, Chubb in the backfield. Um, so it, it seems like this Kareem is <laughs> Kareem Hunt uh, after eight games. Yeah. Um, assume he doesn't get in any more trouble. Um, but to me, I, I think this defense is going to be a lot better than what their offense is. I think this offense has just been way too hyped up by the pieces. I think Kevin Zeitler, losing him in that trade, is going to be pretty big to their offense. Um, Baker, he's not really that much of a scrambling um, QB. He he's he could roll out and make the plays on designed uh, rollouts and all that stuff, but th- he's, he's not really one to evade pressure uh in my, my opinion so if he gets time in the pocket he's amazing but if losing Zeitler maybe he's going to get a little more rushes and this offense isn't going to be moving as much as you would think um just looking on paper um but I do like how their defense is shaking out um Greedy Williams they took in the second round cornerback um Olivier Vernon uh they acquired him in the trade from the Giants, too, as outside linebacker. Um, I think this is a very solid um, defense that's going to be able to just control games and just lead it to a little bit more low-scoring games than what people would like. Um, as for the offense, uh, I want to hear what you guys are thinking about. Where, where do you like th- – where? How do you think Odell is going to fit into um, being on this offense with uh, Baker? I think me and Adam are about to go head to head. Oh yeah, that's kind of what of I that, that's kind of what I figured. <laughs> I, I I'm not a, I'm not as as I, maybe I am I don't know I, I just Odell, he's going to be a decent number one. I don't I don't think he's going to be much better than that. I mean it, his tar, his targets are going to go down. They 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 ran the offense through Odell Beckham. As they should have. Uh, I don't. I just don't think he'll get that same freedom here. Um, and I, I don't know. I don't. I, I just don't. Something about this doesn't feel right. I don't. I just. I. I. I don't know what. I. I just don't have a good feeling about changing teams. Um, you know, Jarvis already has some connection. I just. I just don't think Baker's going to highly target one guy. That's not the kind of quarterback he is. He's a very system-oriented quarterback. Throws a lot to tight ends, um, running back. So I, I, I just don't see the production being there. He might have the same overall impact um, to help the team. It could definitely it's going to make the Browns better. But fantasy-wise, I, I don't, I don't see him being. I can't see him being better than he was in New York. Well, I think there's definitely something to be said about um, volume and game script. Um, like you said, Robbie, if if this is something that we're seeing kind of lower scoring, more contested games. Um, obviously, that kind of lends to the running game being more prevalent um, than perhaps airing it out through Odell. That being said, um, I'm of the belief that Odell Beckham is arguably the uh, top wide receiver in the NFL uh, in terms of just pure talent, um, everything from hands to route running to pure athleticism. Um, this, is, this is the best quarterback he's ever played with. Uh, in my opinion, flat out. Um, I don't think Eli uh, at any point 
in his career while Eli, uh, while Odell was with the Giants was ever as good as uh, what Baker is right now. Um, that being said, um, I think one of the more important factors is the differences between what the Giants were running offensively and then what the, Bron- uh, the Browns are going to do under Freddie Kitchens. Uh, the Giants had one of the least imaginative uh, route trees in the NFL that um, Odell was uh, working under. Essentially, they were just asking him to uh, run run drag routes and, and break Last tackles time. and take it to the house, which yeah. he, he did because he's one of the uh, better athletes in the NFL. I'm fascinated and um, really excited to see what he'll do under a more extensive uh, route tree because he is a good route runner. Um, I think a little bit more creativity there will only help him. I, I really think sky's the limit here. Um, I think when you pair him with Jarvis Landry, it's, it's hard to tilt to one side of the field. Um, Jarvis Landry's not necessarily the guy to take the top off the defense, but Odell certainly is. Um, offensively, I mean, aside from Odell, I, I, I do think this team's going to take a big step forward. Um. I agree that losing Zeitler was a big uh, miss, but I think they should be able to fill the gap there. Um, you know, we'll, we'll see how it turns out. I think Odell is somebody that could be a league winner for people in fantasy teams this year. You're not, you're not worried about Baker. I, don't, I just don't think Baker Mayfield's a guy to, like, with Manning, he, what he was getting, like, record target volume. You know, like, I just don't see that with Baker, especially with guys like Njoku. I mean, Kareem Hunt, once he gets back, is a great passing back out of, out of the backfield. And then, uh, I don't Still know. Still got Nick Duke Chubb, Johnson Nick, there, yeah, too. Duke Johnson. Nick Chubb's going to probably play a little bit out of slot, like, with Jarvis. Yeah, there's a lot more playmakers overall on the offense, which I think totally will lean less to. He, he showed some flashes yeah, last year. Yeah, I, I can see what you're saying happening, Evan, but it's got. I think it's got to be more on efficiency than, than volume. Because I, I just don't think he's going to get the same volume as he did in New York. I don't think you go out and make the deal for somebody like that if you don't intend to give him 140, 150 targets at least. I I, I know I, I know Baker last year uh, really spread the ball out a lot. It was a very even di- uh, distribution. Um, they do have a lot of talent out there. I think Njoku's somebody that's uh, going to take a big step forward here. I think a lot of people... Uh, when they talk about their breakout tight ends for the year, lean towards O.J. Howard, uh, who I do like, but I almost think more so I like Njoku to take a big step forward. Um, I think some of that plays in Odell Beckham's favor, that um, teams can't exactly just tilt the field one direction to cover ODB um, because you can have weapons like Jarvis Landry and uh, Njoku that can beat you downfield. Um uh, ultimately, you know, we're going to see how it plays out. Um, but, yeah, I'm really high on him. Um, Odell Beckham is somebody that in standard leagues I'd be looking at in the back of the first round. And I think I'm in the minority there, but I am I'm, I'm I have a lot of conviction in it. I think I've seen him yeah, like, go around that's, that's there. Not, yeah, that's, um, not too, I, that's not too far off. I mean, I'm kind of thinking more like early second, maybe mid-second to me. Um, but mostly because it – there's just so many mouths to feed to me um, that I could see there would be some games where there's game plan. He's just game planned out because defense is targeting him and they've got um, so many other options they could just go to. Let me ask you guys a question. You're on the clock. Let's say you're pick 12. You have available. You need a wide receiver. 
you've decided you're going wide receiver. You have Michael Thomas and Odell Beckham. Oh. Michael Thomas. Yeah. Michael Thomas. You know that you know that target share is gonna be like he has the target share because I mean they, like, Traquan Smith. Come on. Maybe ten, Ted Ginn maybe if you can uh, but I mean, it, it works because um, yeah, I mean, he caught eighty six percent of his balls last year. Like, Michael incredible. Thomas, the thing with Michael Thomas is like, there's very little variability there. Like, I think you know exactly where you're going to get out of him. Massive target share. Um, well, okay, let me ask you a question, Evan. Yeah. Is who is the better talent out of those two? Very different players. Um, I think Odell Beckham. Now, Michael Thomas is the kind of guy that can take over a playoff game with his physicality like he we saw it um like i know that game that the uh vikings lost uh or i'm sorry the saints lost to the vikings two years ago michael thomas was an absolute monster in that game his physicality uh, just shined through throughout that entire game um i, th- I think he's just as talented if not more than odell Beckham. you think so just i mean I think He's the explosiveness, such a... though, is, is oh, absolutely on the side of Odell Beckham. Absolutely. After the catch, yep. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, his catch radius is un- unreal. Yeah. And the, he has great hands, a dynamic, great route runner, great separation. Yeah. Just one of the better possession receivers I, I've ever seen. Absolutely. Um, the one thing I would say with that, so I think Michael Thomas is like one of the safest options you could you come across in terms of uh, your fantasy draft and your wide receivers. Um, he's gonna be he's gonna be probably top five. You know you can pretty much count on that. Um, but in terms of just like the absolute ability to straight up dominate and win you weeks and and the potential to be a league winning player, I think you have to turn to Odell Beckham for that over Michael Thomas. I'll agree with that point. Um, but to me, if if I'm going, especially first round, I, I want to be safe. Um, and to me, Drew Brees is a lot safer um, with a lot less targets out there than Baker. I mean, Baker, I I believe he's going to be a good player. He's yeah. going to be good for a while, but, I mean, we've had one season sample size, so it's we still don't exactly know what to expect on how he uh, runs his offense and, and how – good he actually is and Drew Brees you know what you're gonna get yeah yeah I I have, I have a little concern over Baker Mayfield um just in the fact that you know he, he was he, he was very good um his rookie year I defenses now have a whole year to game plan for him I know he's he's really smart reads the field so like, like as quickly as any quarterback that's come out in the last like couple of years but I I guess I'm just a little concerned in uh, sophomore, a little bit of sophomore slump. What do you guys think? I don't really. I, I don't think he's missing a beat. I think he's I think he's a tremendous talent. Um, has one of the better arms in the NFL already. Um, I think he proved last year that his size will not hinder him in the NFL. Um, as Robbie pointed out, he has he's not really much of a threat to um, burn you. Um, you know, scrambling and running, but he definitely has enough um, speed and he's good enough with his feet to evade pass rushers and roll out when needed. Um, I think, I think this is, I think it's a playoff team. I, I, I do buy into the Browns hype a little bit. I do think it's a playoff team. Um, and I think, I think Baker's uh, going to be ultimately the reason why they get there. Let me ask you guys one more question. So with the Patriots, you know, we can, 
every year like they get critiqued and it's like it doesn't really matter what they do they're in the playoffs and if yep. you're dumb if you don't think that is the opposite the same for these Cleveland Browns it takes a lot to change a culture of losing this this severely i mean even good teams have a lot to overcome just to get the 500 in the playoffs I, I think do you think any of that, that has to that's do? a very good point because mm-hmm. I, i've thought about it too that this they might be feeling the pressure yeah that oh this is supposed to be our year we need to show up this year and you know the pressure gets some uh, i do think that's a very real possibility i think baker He's the guy to handle uh, I th- that. Yeah, I think that's what I mean, though. Baker's the guy to handle that. I think he takes so much of that. He He's very good with the media, and I think he's he takes just – he'll take so much of that pressure onto himself in terms of uh, the questions from the media that I think it'll help out his teammates a lot. And I, and but I, will that hurt him? I don't think so. I think I think he's mentally strong enough. I mean, this, this guy has been planting the OU flag uh, in midfield – uh, his entire college career, I mean... I, what a starting job to walk on. Yeah, like, this. his story is incredible. Um, you know, everything we've ever heard about the guy is that he's a tremendous teammate. Um, by all indication, it looks like he completely owns that locker room right now. Uh, and then the guys just love him. Uh, yeah, I, I think I think he, he can just take it on himself and, and kind of take off. I think Baker is kind of the shift of culture. I think... He himself and his ability to kind of put on this no-nonsense and no-excuses attitude has kind of shifted the team away from what they have been the last decade or so. Yeah, this is another team that just does not have a kicker. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, we talked a lot about the offensive side of the ball. Robbie, I do want to give you a chance to talk uh, about the defense a little bit before we uh, transition over to the Steelers here. Um, At least for me, for the defense... Besides uh, Jabril Peppers, I mean, there's not a whole lot of turnover to me. Um, again, they added Olivier Vernon, uh, Sheldon Richardson, too, um, to shore up that D-line. Um, yep. I think they're going to be a tough defense to go up against. Um, and I think they're going to be able to keep the Browns in a lot of ball games. Yep. Um, you guys help me out here. Cornerback drafted out of Ohio State. That's a award. Denzel Ward, uh, I dumped on this guy last year. I said he was too small to play. Uh, and he, he dumped on he you. Showed <laughs> up. He dumped back on me. Uh, yeah, like um, that guy took a tremendous uh, leap forward in his rookie season. Um, well, they say the same thing about Greedy Williams. Yeah. He's too skinny. Yeah. I so, mean, I, that guy made a believer out of me uh, year one. Ultimately, what I want to know out of you guys, can Miles Garrett – take the next step into kind of that defensive player of the year type that many people dreamed up when he was drafted. I think so. I think so. I, I Olivier Vernon's going to help on the other side of him. Um, I, last year he was a one-man show. Uh, I, Agba, sort of a bust. He, he, didn't, yep. he didn't perform Shipped as well. Shipped him out. Yeah. Yep. I, I, I think this is the year he, he gets up 15, 16 sacks. Up, right up there for... Defense player of the year. Yeah. Yep. Robbie, anything to add there? No, nothing yeah. to add there. All right. All right, guys. Well, um, we're going to transition over to the Steelers, but before we do that, let's hear from our sponsors. Well, I've got a question for you. Do you sometimes go to the beach alone and dread asking random strangers to sunscreen your back? Yeah. 
<laughs> your skin is white as milk because of the countless hours you spend in your parents' basement. Well, that's partly true. <laughs> then look no f- further than Too Pale, the professional sunscreeners that you could hire for hourly sunscreening. Too Pale is the best in the business when it comes to sunscreening. These professionals will custom match SPFs to your unique skin tone. Have a farmer's tan? No problem. They'll work that out of you and make you look like a bronze god. Download the app today and get $10 off your first sunscreening experience. That's spelled the number 2, P-A-L-E. Again, that's the number 2, P-A-L-E. Download the 2Pale app and get screening today. You know, I've got that uh, Andy Dalton complexion going on over here. Um, What SPF do you think they would custom match me with? Oh, I think they'd put you on that 300 SPF. You know, I didn't even know that was scientifically possible. Hey, they got it. (laughs) (laughs) Just for you. (laughs) You and Andy Dalton. (laughs) Do they play Tupac as as their spray tanning? Complimentary. (laughs) Complimentary Tupac from Tupac. All right. Well, thank you from Too Pale, our sponsor for this episode. Uh, now we're going to transition over to the Steelers. Robbie, you got this one too. Uh, I do have it. Um, I don't know why I was thinking I didn't have it for a second here. <laughs> um, uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, um, they ended off uh, at a little bit of a tough stretch at the end of the season. They had the whole Le'Veon Bell situation being played out all last year. Um, you couldn't hear the end of it, even if you wanted to. Um, and then at the end of the season, Antonio Brown kind of had um, a little, his own little outburst and um, basically asked to be shipped off, shipped off which he, he did get shipped off to the Raiders. Um, so now with the Steelers team, you're looking at basically a brand new offense. Um, you still got same Mike Tomlin running the helms there. Um, but you, now you got James Conner in the backfield behind Big Ben. Um, you got Juju as the number one. Um, and this this offense, um, it's going to be a whole lot different. Uh, it's going to be it's going to be tough to really tell what it's going to turn into. How much of a factor Antonio Brown was, as opposed to just um, being a product of the system. Um, that, that's one of the big question marks. I think we're, we're hearing a lot of talk about the Steelers offense, whether they could show up like they have in the past with Antonio Brown, with Le'Veon Bell, or if they could just replace him with Juju, James Conner, and just make it work. Um, as for their, the draft, uh, they, they went towards the defense, which honestly to me was kind of one of their weeks or they're definitely their weaker side. Um, Devin Bush in the first round, I think that was a great choice for them to solidify that linebacking crew. Um, I think he could make a good impact right away. Nice Michigan man. Yep. Michigan man, yep. Um, and they they got uh, Deontay Johnson, a wide receiver in the third round. I guess they weren't too happy with uh, James Washington last year, nah. um, especially since they also went out and got Dante Moncrief. Yeah, I didn't see so it. I, I didn't. I mean, I didn't really see it out of James Washington either. It was a little disappointing. Who's a running back out there running, running while it's on the outside? <laughs> they should put him. They should at least try him in a slot. Try him at slot or tailback. Even yeah. I don't know. He might be a Ty Montgomery type. <laughs> he he, he could might, be actually. Yeah. Yeah. I think he lost ten pounds this this offseason so maybe maybe he'll he'll be quicker uh yeah he he, he didn't look good out there but they added moncrief 
They added Moncrief. He, Moncrief, he could be yeah. a good um, red zone th- threat alongside Juju. Mm-hmm. Um, the Vance dance. The Vance dance. You you got rid of they got rid of Jesse James, so it's pretty much all Vance McDonald right now. Um, Is he good? I've seen. I've. I mean, I've seen a lot of people talk about him. Those people. If, like if he, you he, just watch him play, if he gets a catch, he's gonna. I mean, look what he did to Chris Conti. He pretty much. It, it, I mean, Chris Conti's career should have been over a long time ago, but he oh, yeah. ended he, his he career right there. Put him into right retirement there. with one arm. He put him into <laughs> retirement. <laughs> I, I. I mean. I don't know if he's that talented. I, dude's a monster once he gets his hands in the ball in the open field. Is he a good tight end? Can he separate? I I don't know. I don't know. Especially, I mean, how, how much how much coverage was he getting last year? He got into the open field yeah. on Tampa Bay, who excelled at letting opposing get <laughs> pass field. catchers get in the open field. <laughs> but typically, it's much harder to do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Um, there, there's a lot of weapons here, though, uh, in there my is. opinion. Um, I mean, this was the number one passing offense, if I remember correctly, and at least in attempts. Um, so, I mean, if you're looking at it, do you guys think, I mean, obviously they're going to come down from there. It's going to be tough to go back to back, but do you, what, what do you think this got, this team's identity is going to be more lean towards? Is it going to still be pass happy or is it going to um, be more of a running team? I think it's Juju. Yeah, I think it's more like I know they led the league last year in attempts. I I don't see that changing. Yeah, I don't I, either. I, in fact, I, I they might have a tougher time running the ball with how much attention Antonio Brown was getting. Take that away. Might see more man in the box, yeah. especially with how easy he was able to separate. Juju's more of a possession receiver. You can play some man on him. Moncrief, same thing. They had nobody like – there's nobody like Antonio Brown, so trying to replace him is something that – I mean – it's hard. It, it's hard seeing it. You know, first ballot Hall of Famer, one of the best of all time. You know, leaving leave it offense that was pretty much formulated around him. I, I have some major concerns about this offense. Major concerns. If there's a Jerry Rice in our time, it's Antonio Brown, um, and I don't, I don't really think that comp is any, with anybody close. And, and anybody I think, else a, in the I think a lot of people have fallen into the the mirage of Le'Veon Bell leaving and James Conner being just as good. Like, there's no chance. Juju could match his production, but there's no chance the combination of Dante Moncrief and Juju Smith are better than Juju and No, oh, absolutely. And yeah, I, like, I completely agree. There's no chance. I, and then, you know, I, I, I have my concerns about this offense, and it's not even having anything to do with Big Man. He'll be steady. He'll be good. I, James Conner, I think a lot of that, what we saw last year, could have been, you know, benefit of, you know, having a, one of the best wide receivers of all time on the offense. I don't do you know. Think, the, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Robbie. I was just going to ask, do you think Jalen Samuels gets uh, more work than a set, a backup running back has gotten in the past for a Steelers offense? They don't like doing that, though. No. Like, I, 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 would, I, would, I would want them to. I just I just don't think they will. They've never done that in the past. No, They've I, think, like, I think Connor's a pretty safe bet to handle. I think Connor's a pretty safe bet to wind up with, you know, 200, 225 plus carries this year. What do you guys yeah. view on Juju? I think I don't know that his numbers can go up. I almost think he hit a ceiling last year. I think he'll he'll wind up right about where he was last year, but um, I don't think he takes that next step into those crazy A B years where he's putting up over sixteen seventeen hundred yards a season. Um, I I I don't know that he's that kind of guy. I think um, 
I think he's just going to – I think his ceiling is kind of like a 1,400-yard guy. Very good player. Um, I don't I don't know that his production's going up this year, though, without A.B. I think A.B. gets more spread around. His targets get more spread around to the other guys, um, James Washington and Moncrief uh, and, and Vance McDonald in particular. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that one. I don't think it's going to get um, – I think the Antonio Brown distraction, having him be – Juju being the number two really helped him a lot. And not to say that he choose you can't handle being the number one because I think he's got the ability, he's got the talent to be able to handle number one coverage um, and be able to still thrive off it. But those are those are some tough numbers. Yeah, I mean, defense is target wise, tilt, he might match it. Tilt the target wise, he might match it. What do you, what do you have? Uh, like 166 targets last year. Yeah, he he could easily match that. Which if he gets those, he's gonna be good for fantasy. Even, oh, if, even if he's yeah. not a you know elite as the elite player as Antonio Brown. So I, that's a guy that's a second round pick, right? Oh yeah, and I think he's a safe lock at that mm-hmm. position too. Um, yeah, I just I don't I don't think he takes that next step into those you know Hall of Fame type numbers that we saw out of uh, Antonio Brown mm-hmm. when he was at his absolute best. Um, what about on the defensive side of the ball here, Robbie? I mean, to me, they try to add a little corner help, um, which they're, they're, they're a little weak on the, I mean, they still got Joe Hayden, which is, he's a still, in my opinion, one of the top corners in the league. Artie, Artie Burns is bad. Yeah. I'm not sure that guy should be on a roster. Probably not. Uh, yeah, that, that second. It, that secondary coverage for Pittsburgh really hurt them last year. Um, but, I, I mean, this still doesn't seem like it's a great defense. Um, I, I will say, um, kind of forgot to mention, Marcus Gilbert, the right tackle, got shipped off. I can't quite recall where he went to, but Miami. Um, I think... No, no. You could be right about that, but okay. it, that that's a blow to the offensive line. Um, which hurts them. But um, back to the defense. I mean, I think this is a defense that could get run over if they um, if you, they go up against a good enough offense. I like the front seven. They got some playmates. Cameron Hayward, Stephon Tewitt, um, you know, you just drafted Devin Bush Jr. And then uh, TJ Watt. I, I I think this is a def- decent front seven. I'm not sure how much depth they got. They don't really got a lot of depth behind those guys. So. Was Tewitt all pro at nose tackle? No, he should have been. But, yeah, I, I agree. I think they've got a good front seven. Uh, yeah, secondary playmakers, uh, like we talked about, a little bit lacking on the team. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Um, I, I think this is a team that is going to be uh, kind of in a lot of uh, shootouts this year, uh, frankly, and, and – We'll see, you know, it'll depend on kind of the impact uh, Devin Bush has in his first year. Um, I don't know that um, as a rookie he'll have enough of an impact to kind of take this defense into that top 15, top 10 type level. I think they'll still kind of be, um, I, I kind of predict here, like a lower third defense this year. Um, yeah, a lot of, lot of, uh, lot of shootouts. I think uh, Big Ben, you might see one of his statistically better years, um, where he's he's going to be up near five thousand yards. Um, you know, 
I still think he's he's as good of a talent uh, now as he was uh, six seven years ago. Um, but you know, as far as this team goes, I don't know what you guys are thinking. I think they're taking a step back here, even from last year in terms of their record. Um, I think this might be a sub five hundred team, guys. I mean, it's tough to to say that with how well Tomlin's been with this team, but I mean, if there's any chance, that I think it's with this team to be below. So I, was I, gonna, I think they're going to be about 500. But I was going to ask you guys if this goes south because I, I I could see this team winning nine games. I could see this team winning six games. If this goes south, is Mike Tomlin fired? They win six games. Mike Tomlin is fired. At that point, it, it, it you lose Le'Veon Bell, you lose Antonio Brown. I, I don't think. I think you got at least a season. Another one, right? That's a tough call. That's I mean, a he's tough he's call. he's been he's been great for them. He's yeah, also he had has, to deal yeah. with a lot of. Bullshit. I mean, you. He he has had to deal with a lot of <laughs> bullshit. Um. And so what have you done for me lately, League? And that is he very, hasn't I done mean, a lot for them lately. He would be snatched up immediately. He would, yeah. I, I just ah, that's a tough one. Yeah. But I, I, I get. You said five thousand yards for big Ben. I don't see a scenario where he gets five thousand. You don't think so? No. I mean, if that's the case, you're looking at Moncrief having a thousand yards, Juju having fifteen hundred, you know, Connor having eight hundred. Van, I, I just, I don't see statistically how that's going to happen with these with the talent at the positions. Mm-hmm. So that's why I, I could see this team winning six, seven games. Yeah. I mean, for me. Um, the the big, easiest way I can see it going south is Big Ben. Uh, his durability doesn't hold up. Was last year the, his first like sixteen game season in a while? Because he's always hurt for a couple games. Sometimes it's a motorcycle he was, crash. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, that was his first sixteen game season since twenty fourteen. That's shocking. I feel, wow. I feel, uh, like, he, I feel like he's been pretty reliable, other than like one or two games where he right, had a concussion right. or a game where he gets knocked out and it comes in in the fourth and beats <laughs> the Bengals. <laughs> I mean, didn't he do that last year too? Oh, yeah. he, he oh, the Raiders, right? Yeah, the Raiders. Raiders. Yeah, Raiders. yeah. yeah he, <laughs> they, they thought they were going to beat him, and they ended up losing. <laughs> it's like, oh shit, Ben, get in. <laughs> we need you. Yeah, Ben took a lot of flack for that because oh, people yeah. kind of thought like he was like, ah, we should be able to beat this team, and he was kind of sitting out when he could have jumped back in, and they wound up losing. So, um, yeah, they, they wound up not making the playoffs because of that game, essentially. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. We'll get to the over-under on this team um, a little bit later on. I think uh, based on our conversation, looks like we're, we're trending one direction. But, uh, guys, anything else to add here? Nope. Nothing. All right. That's another team with a terrible kicker. Yeah, whole divisions. Uh, well, they don't yeah, even want Justin. to use they got Boswell. The, they got the goat, so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, with that, as Adam mentioned, yeah, we're going to talk about the Ravens now. So Baltimore Ravens, uh, playoff team last year, won the division, um, really reinvented themselves on the offensive side of the ball um, once they went to Lamar Jackson, uh, became just a read option uh, team, really – showcasing Lamar Jackson and his ability uh, to uh, keep the ball on the ground and be prolific with his legs. Um, showed a little bit of a propensity to throw the ball downfield, uh, utilized his tight ends a lot, but uh, still kind of a little bit of uh, he's got he's got some more uh, room to build on in terms of his throwing ability, uh, reading downfield, but get you a little bit of data on this team. 
So, the Ravens last year, some of these numbers I think might surprise you on the offensive side of the ball. Um, they were actually 13th overall in points, but 9th overall in offensive yards. That surprised me. Um, I would have thought, especially with the way they uh, played the second half, that kind of ball control style, that they would have been more, uh, you know, on on the back end of that uh, list. But um, here when we get into the defense, defense was truly their identity. Number two overall in points allowed, and they were the top defense in terms of yards allowed. Um, That being said, defensive side of the ball, they lost a lot. Of starters, um, C.J. Mosley went to the Jets. Uh, Eric Weddle went to the Rams. Uh, Suggs, longtime uh, fan favorite in Baltimore, uh, great player. He went to the Cardinals. Why? Yeah. Zadarius <laughs> uh, Smith uh, went to the Packers. He had eight and a half sacks last year. Um, really, the only real replacement they went out and got was um, Earl Thomas to fill in for Weddle. But otherwise, I mean. They're they're kind of filling they're they're backfilling these positions with guys that were a little bit lower on the depth chart. Um, so it'll kind of it's it's really up to uh, these guys to see exactly how this team is going to perform next year. Um, I think it's kind of a changing of the guard season, and I almost wonder if last year was the like kind of the close of their window in terms of that defensive talent. Um, they're still an older defense. Um, ultimately, you know. I, I they brought back Pernell McPhee to play on the defensive line. That guy has been riddled with uh, injuries ever since he left Baltimore. What was that four or five years ago? Yeah. Um, I I don't know. I don't really know what they're gonna do in terms of uh, pass rush now. I mean they they lost a lot of their production. Um, they're gonna have to rely on Matt Judon. Uh, he's gonna have to take another step forward. I think he had seven sacks for them last season. They're probably gonna need more out of him. Um, you had uh, Tyus Bowser. He's uh, one of their uh, outside linebackers. Oh, there it is. He was ready. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, he's probably going to have to st- uh, take a larger role in this defense. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, there's it's time for a lot of these guys on this team to step up if, if this team's going to want to remain competitive. Uh, Marlon Humphrey, for example, those damn Alabama corners that just aren't uh, coming together and, and utilizing their full talent. Uh, when is he going to show uh, that first-round talent that he displayed in college? So um, I think that's kind of the key to this team because on the offensive side of the ball, I don't see a team here that can play from behind. And so they were able to win because they had the number one overall defense in yards allowed and the number two overall defense in points allowed. But if you take that away, I, I, I don't know that this team offensively can keep up. Their wide receiver room, I mean, they drafted Hollywood Brown. That's about it. Um, they've got about four tight ends that they just completely utilize. Uh, Mark Andrews is somebody that's pegged for a big breakout season. Um, they've also got Nick Boyle that they paid a ton of money to. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't like, I don't know if we're going to see something similar to the Patriots like 10 years ago when they were lining up Hernandez and Gronk on pretty much every single play. Um, yeah, I, you know, they brought in Mark Ingram, but Mark Ingram was uh, in his year 30 season. Um, granted, his last four years, he's never averaged below uh, 4.6 yards per carry. So, uh, I mean, he's still very efficient as a runner. Uh, but I, I don't see a lot of firepower here. Uh, Lamar Jackson has a long way to go as a thrower. And then that defense just got a lot worse. Um, 
What do you guys think? I, I'm, I'm concerned this team's <laughs> doing much more than taking a large step back from being a playoff team. I, I think I think this team could wind up winning five or six games. I like I, you go first, sir. I, I mean, I'd, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, I don't think they'd drop that much. Um, this is definitely going to be a smash-mouth team. It's all about the run, um, all about the two tight end, maybe three tight end even sets. Um, they lost Crab. Crabtree's not coming Crabtree's back, right? Gone, yep. He's just gone. Um, John Brown, gone. Yep. Off to Buffalo. Um, I mean, obviously, Marquise Brown, he might need a little time to step up. So, um, is Lamar Jackson even a good thrower anyways? That that I, wide receiver room, guys, I have it down here. Um, when it's needed. Hollywood Brown, round one pick. Uh, Miles Boykin, out of third round, out of Notre Dame. I actually kind of like that pick. Um, and then Willie Sneed. Like, Willie Sneed's, Willie Sneed's going to, like, line up outside. How many times are they going to have three wide receiver sets out there? Probably never. <laughs> but, like... I, once a game? It's fine. When, when they're yeah, like, if you're down, down seven It's not fine when fourth. you're down two scores, though. <laughs> yeah. I, in my view, I, I think we're going to see something exotic with this offense. I love what they did. They I, Marquise Brown might have been the pick of the first round. I think they're going to use him all over the field. He's going to be a, a Tyree uh, Cohen-type player, but way faster. And it's, that's incredible to say. Like, you be coming Tyree. off that list, Frank? Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Like, probably the fastest player since, I don't know, Deshaun Jackson probably. I I, I think they're going to manufacture ways to get him the ball, and, and a lot of it won't be receiving down the field. It's going to be short. It's going to be screens. It's going to be handoffs. I don't Hooking, hooking ladders, that, they're gonna get they're gonna get exotic with it. I like their offensive line a lot. Um, all three of their tight ends can block. All three of them tight ends can catch. I, you might see a, a completely college type offense with this time. I mean, they they drafted Trace McSorley for Christ's sake. So you, that's the kind of QB <laughs> level that they're expecting to have. I, you might see something reminiscent of Saturdays when you watch this team. Yeah. And uh, we're looking you know, at Georgia Tech. I, out I don't there. know. If it's, I don't know if it's gonna. I don't know if it's gonna work. I, I just. It's, I think that's what we're gonna see. So we'll find. We'll find out. Yeah, it's got a shot. I, I, they got enough speed on that team to get it done. I think this is a team that. Yeah, this was probably the buzzword of the 2018 season. I think that's a team that needs a lot of window dressing pre-snap, uh, with a lot of misdirection going on and motion in the backfield um, to kind of create uh, some of those misdirection type plays, but. Yeah, I just I don't see I don't really see the explosiveness here. Maybe Justice Hill too. They drafted in the fourth yeah, round. A lot of people are high on him. Yeah. An electric player, electric player. If they could find him and get the ball, to find him in space. He'll he'll make it. How big of an impact that. though do you expect him to have year one? Not much. Yeah. Maybe, maybe kick returner. Maybe I, I don't know. It doesn't take a lot to get a guy that talented the ball. Yeah. So I, I think you, they might use him. Yeah. They got they, they got a lot of running backs. So I I I like how much depth they got on this team too. Yeah, I mean, I I'm just concerned. Uh, I I know this is uh, this is a playoff team, but this team is going to look very different on the defensive side of the ball from what got them to the playoffs last year. Um, and it's kind of a shame because um, I recently watched. I think it was the week week thirteen game. Uh, Chiefs uh, Ravens Ravens went into Arrowhead, and the Ravens should have won that game. And they I think they probably played the Chiefs offense as best as any team in the NFL did last year, um, including the Patriots that beat them in the uh, postseason. Um, yeah, they had a really strong unit, and unfortunately just kind of got demoed. Uh, and, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm just I'm seeing a lot of transition on the defensive side of the ball. I'm seeing 
uh, kind of a, a, a team on the offensive side of the ball that's one-dimensional. And, uh, you know, in this day and age in the NFL, I don't, I don't think that lasts. Um, so we'll see. Uh, but for my money, yeah, I, I don't think this is a playoff team, guys. Yeah. All right, guys. Do you guys want to get to the uh, over-unders now? Absolutely. Let's do it. All right. So we'll start off with the Bengals. Bengals, we got over-under at six, which I think we know what side it's leaning. Over, lock. Lock it up. Get the free money. It's going to happen. I also think that's a pretty safe lock, to yep. be honest. Uh, I think when you last play schedule, when you're talking about the last place schedule, last place schedule, and you're talking about a Steelers team and a Ravens team that took a big step back, yeah, I'm taking the over. They won they're six playing, games last year. They're playing the NFC West and AFC East. Those aren't those aren't powerhouse divisions. Yeah. I they can go yeah. three and one in the AFC East. <laughs> I, I I love the Bengals this year, so I, I, I yeah lock over. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, in I'm fact, this line in. has been moving up so. Okay. Get your bet. Get, get your, your bets in. Get your, get your bets in. All right. Um, would Would you also bet on them winning the division? Yes. Because I have two. <laughs> <laughs> Bengals are a hot ticket item in uh with our bookie here. <laughs> We've got a lot of a lot of futures. Quack. Quack. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, let's go to the Browns. Browns over under at nine. Yeah, I'll take the over. Under. Just because of the rest of the division, I mean, I I think it's a push, but I'd go over. Yeah, I think it's a push too, or right around that, there. I, I think they're on the come up. I I like them over. I like them oh, to go ten than, and six a lot more than I like them to go eight and eight. Yeah, I, I'd I'd agree with that. Yeah. Adam, you're on the under. I'm on the under. I yeah. I, I I can I'd, I'd see eight a lot more than ten. Okay. Ten wins. Yeah, I think that's more likely. The Stillers. Steelers over under nine. Under, I'm thinking under. I mean that's tough. It's close, but under. I I, I think that's a fair line. I, I kind of see them five hundred. All four of these teams are around the same skill set. Yeah, which it'll be interesting to see how this shake out. I I'd say under. Remember that year in the NFC West when like um. Charlie Whitehurst won the division for the Seahawks at like seven and nine. That's what we might be looking at here in the AFC North. Like, it just might just be a complete. I, mean, I don't think these teams are all garbage. Garbage too. I just these are like four, eight, and eight teams. Yeah. All right. Um. So I'm on the under, Robbie. I'm, I'll take the under on this one. Okay, Adam. Under. Under. Okay, and then the Ravens. What are they at? Ava- Ravens at eight and a half. Okay. I'm on the under. under. Uh, I'm I'm taking them um, again. Five hundred team, eight and eight, under. I probably would have said under this morning. I'm gonna say over now. Oh, so what made, what made it change? Yeah, my I'm argument just made, <laughs> made you swing the opposite way I wanted it this one. I I I believe in that offense a little bit more than people give him credit for. And, and then okay. you know Lamar Jackson, he he was actually pretty good last. He was decent. He was actually pretty was good decent. last. Give the man another. It wasn't like he started the entire year. He came in pretty cold. So. And that was a big transition from a Joe Flacco offense to a Lamar Jackson offense. You also got a year on tape. Yes. Of that scheme. I, I, they're going to have to get. They're going to have to get more. Yeah, creative. I, I could see it working out, and I don't think they have a tough schedule, yeah. even at the first being being the division leaders last year. I, I don't. I don't feel great about it. I'll, I'll take the over though. You want to do a golf ball bet on that? <sighs> you don't have to say yes. 
I want you to I, say I yes. I don't, want, I, don't, <laughs> I don't feel great about it. I don't feel okay. great about it. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, you love, guys. You love the Ravens. <laughs> oh, I mean, it was a fun team to watch. I respected I'll, the hell I'll, out of it. I'll do it. I'll do it. You'll do it? I'll do it. Okay. All right. <laughs> Golf ball bet. There we go. Um, okay. Uh, well, that's it for uh, the division talk to guy, uh, today, guys. Uh, thanks for the input. Uh, now we're going to switch to the on the clock segment here. Uh, Robbie, cue up that uh, ticking noise. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, guys, my question for you today. You have to have one of these. You live in squalor. Would you have? Would you rather deal with mice in your apartment or roaches? Plural. So if I had a, the the question is if I'd rather have one of them living with me. Yeah, they one of these is in your apartment. Which do you want? God, that's tough. Can 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 we say? Tough can I say both? Can, can I want both? <laughs> <laughs> um. I'd, I'd say out. mouse. I'd say You're mouse clock, because I, I, <laughs> time's up. Time's up. I'm going mouse. I, I think it's a lot easier to be able to hear a mouse, but never. Then again, you guys know what it's like having mouse yeah, house, we, and I do me, not. Me and Evan have formally moved out of the mouse, mouse house. house. Yep. Uh, we had a mouse, um, and having having a mouse, I'm gonna go with mouse again because it wasn't that bad. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. The it was the, very un unafraid of us for whatever. Yeah, reason. yeah. The droppings were, you know, the the mouse was polite enough to like not do the droppings like in a public place. He did it like behind the couch where we couldn't even find it. Uh, <laughs> so that was great. It's like he wasn't even there. You know, he just kind of run out. You know, at like eleven thirty at night. And... This guy went like full Harrison Ford fugitive style with our traps. Like he wouldn't go after any. We <laughs> oh, couldn't. Yeah. We couldn't get him. We <laughs> could not was too get him. Smart. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I feel like. You know, what What about the aspect here? I'll give you this scenario. Um, no roaches, though. You you bring a girl back, okay? Or you, you bring friends over. And you either have mouse traps out in public or you have the roach motel. <laughs> what looks better? Dude, the mouse traps. The mouse traps look better than the roach, roach motel, motel, right? Like... So I think that's my argument. Like, <laughs> it's a lot easier to explain a mouse trap, I think, than the roach motel. So, yeah. Plus, I think like if you have one roach, you have, like, Twelve thousand. Yeah, there's an infestation somewhere. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, I think that's it for us today, guys. Um, thanks again for tuning in. Uh, we'll be back at you here uh, shortly with another episode, our last division episode of the NFC North. But until then, uh, for Robbie, for Adam, uh, I'm taking out for Bowser as well. Uh, thanks for tuning in, guys. Uh, take care.